join our psychedelic smoke sesh as we explore exciting new dimensions of existence, thought, and possibility. We'll take you out of this world and blaze through infinite realms while occasionally forgetting what we were saying. (laughs) (laughs) This This is is Higher Consciousness. To Higher Consciousness Season 6, Episode 4. Four? Four. My goodness. I know. We've been really blazing by this uh, psychedelic season so far. I can't believe we're already here. Ooh, psychedelic season. It just rolls off the tongue. It really does. I really enjoy enjoy the psychedelic season. So, what are we going to be talking about today, baby? Hmm. Peyote. Peyote. Yeah. Ooh, peyote. Yes, a psychedelic cactus, one of many. Um, from what I know, I, I'm aware of the San Pedro, peyote, and I believe there's a couple other ones too that I cannot remember the names off off the moment. But peyote. Cat tizzle. <laughs> Cat tizzle. Yes, peyote is what we are going to be discussing today. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, again, yet another uh, psychedelic that Liz and I have not had the pleasure of partaking in ourselves yet. Yet. Um, but I would say the same goes for this one that goes for all the other ones that we haven't tried is we want to do them in a more traditional, respectful way. Yeah. I would especially, like to go to Especially. Especially. Peyote. Yeah, especially peyote. It is very connected to the indigenous cultures of not only America, but the world. Mm -hmm. And it is just something that we would feel very remiss if we didn't actually go to a place where they perform these very spiritually connecting indigenous ceremonies. Yes. Yes, I would like to experience that for my first time, too. Now, however... We have watched a lot of information about the subject, mm-hmm. and peyote is, yet again, I feel like psychedelics are, they're similar, but they're all so different in the variety of what they do for you, as well as, like... How they work. How Yeah, how they look, and how they work, <laughs> and, like... Um, Where you can find them, yeah, how it's, they it's grow. Not, it's not just, like, um, you know... It looked. It, it has a similar shape, or it has a similar color. Actually, I must say one things that one of the things I learned recently about peyote that I didn't know is that the blue color that they typically have, because if you compare like a peyote button to any other type of cactus, it has a bluish tint to it. And the bluer the peyote, the more mescaline, which is the psychoactive com- chemical within the, the cactus, mm-hmm. is present or prevalent within that cactus. Yes. And blue is also contributed to mushrooms, psychedelic mushrooms. When you break them off or when you bruise them, the, the bruise area will turn blue. And that actually is not a sign of mold. That's a sign that there's you know psychoactive components or chemicals within that. Interesting. 
And if you think about the color blue in the chakra system, that highlights our throat chakra and our third eye chakra. More, I think, of our third eye chakra as more of like that indigo, darker blue color. Mm. And all of these plant medicines are known to raise awareness, to uh, raise consciousness, to allow you to see from another perspective, to see from a kind of more higher perspective or from a more of observer kind of point of view through the subconscious, which is what the third eye essentially does. Right. Um, so, but before we get too far into this... I was just sitting here thinking, I, like, like, we have to we are so this. bad at just launching into the episode. No, I think, I don't think we're bad. I think this is good. It's a we little bad. intro that lets you know, like, okay, this is what we're thinking. Yeah. This is where yeah. we're going. And now we're going to really start the ride here. And look... We're close to 4 minutes and 20 seconds, Excuse so how perfect. much more perfect can that be? So Ooh, let's go ahead and get ready to do the blessing. Let's take a deep breath. Ready? It is 420. <laughs> Bless you, Mary Jane. <laughs> and thank you for being here with mm. us today. Thank you for your abundance. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your ability for helping us gaze through another realm and other dimensions and get, travel through the cosmos. May what we have to say today open the hearts and the minds and the perspectives of those who are listening. May this be something that it shares the information and the magic and beauty of peyote. And may this be another reason why these things become legal in uh our indigenous cultures and for those who want to practice it safely and ceremonially thank you bless you and so dope it be so dope it be so dope it be so lately i realized that we haven't been like sharing what we've been smoking we have been smoking apple fritter as of late yeah which i would say we were talking about this a while ago like what what uh, strains we thought we would be, and I said that I felt like I was apple fritter. It makes sense. <laughs> it's bold. It's intense. It lingers. <laughs> it lingers. <laughs> right. Well, you wouldn't have married me three times if it didn't linger. If you it's, didn't like uh, the linger. The, if you didn't like the linger, girl. That's yeah, right, baby. That's right. Anyway. So peyote. So for those of you who had no idea what we were just talking about, peyote is this tiny little cactus. It's uh, it can be really big, but typically it's uh, about the size of I would say like the palm of your hand. Yeah, and they could be any smaller, and they could be any larger. Yeah, they can be smaller, like the size of a, a quarter, or a, a, I don't know, <coughs> like a golf ball or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, they're called buttons. Typically. Yeah, they're called buttons, right? Because they look like a, they kind of look like a button, mm-hmm. like a cactus button, like a, like a little bun cake. Yes. Or like a, a muffin. yeah, like a little bun cake. That's a like good way a of putting it. Bun cake. Like a little bun cake, and then maybe with a little flower on top. Right. So it uh-huh. has like a little, yeah, like a little <coughs> flower, like some cactus do. And mm-hmm. the, in the top, it has like some, it, it almost has, if you look at it from the top, it's almost like you were to take a ball of dough or putty and just push it in in the middle. And then there's typically like five creases, like a star shape that emerge from the, uh, the meat, I will say of the cactus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it has that like five pointed kind of crease to it. And then it has these like tiny little, they're not really even spikes, I would say, or, no, or thorns they, there. Well, where They're the needles bumps. would be. Yeah, yeah, little bumps. 
and the one thing that we were uh, learning about, and like obviously, I think you, we could tell this just by studying nature. You know, the cacti has a, a form of self protection through its needles, right? And so, typically, the bigger the needles, when they really stretch out, the pointier they are, the the more of them that they are, the more the the cactus is saying, "Don't touch me! Don't cactus touch me! Is, don't!" Yeah, the cacti. Get away from me, yo! Yeah. I don't like to be touched. Yeah, don't touch me, bro. All right. Because shit ain't going to be good if you do. <laughs> but yeah. we've learned that you can actually <coughs> suck water out of some cacti needles. Fun fact. But anyway, and Jesus. those cacti that don't have those needles that are really penetrating out of the, the body of it are kind of saying the opposite and inviting are inviting us to touch come them. touch it. Makes sense. Use it. Use it as a medicine. Call to it. And then many cultures, very similar to how ayahuasca was discovered, had heard the sacred songs of peyote and heard the them speaking to the other person. So I feel like that's um, really special and really unique that, you know, these psychedelic plants are essentially, I mean, all plants have the ability to do it, but these psychedelic plants are sacred because they choose the people that they want to sing to. They don't just sing to, to anybody. They only sing to the people who they feel are um, open and ready and prepared to be able to receive this sort of, like, sacred knowledge of uh, the plant world and the plant medicine. I would also think that they, the, the, as we've discussed so far in the season, that psychedelics have a certain spirit within them, a consciousness, if you will, that they are, right? Um, it's not just a chemical, right? It, there's a, a spirit that kind of exists, um, within that a consciousness that's collective and and that goes true for any anything on the planet really um hell i think there's a collective consciousness for crystals you know like all crystal oh, yeah. crystalline structures have like a consciousness to them you know? <coughs> they um, do that's why i so, read them <laughs> so we communicate with them um and today we have desert rose on the table sun, <laughs> sunstone on the table and serpentine on the table for uh, today's i knew as soon session. as i mentioned crystals <coughs> launch into a crystal conversation but well i mean it's a part of the practice there's an altar around this um and it's all laptop, about energy and it's about the energy yeah and that's sort of what the indigenous cultures you know, we're, we're doing with this, this peyote, with this consciousness, you know, they were creating spiritual space for that consciousness to come in respectfully and open itself up wisdom wise Mm -hmm. in order to communicate higher information. And I think a lot of times that higher information was communicated through thought form and through song and through rhythm. Yeah. And and <coughs> pulsating, you know, vibration. Mm-hmm. And that is not only heard, but I think also seen in visual patterns. And I think that that's why it was so important to indigenous cultures to carry out a ceremony around the partaking of peyote. Mm-hmm. And also having within that ceremony... A sense of uh, dance and drumming mm-hmm. to create rhythm and a sense of like almost continuous infinite oneness. Yes. Well, it's creating that journey, creating right. that experience of like you said like that the... oneness of that journey. Yeah. And I, you know, 
we were, you know, really listening to the how they were really talking about peyote is very masculine because it's very much about the doing, the making things happen. You know, it's like the hard beats rather than like the right. romantic and soft and more flowy. <laughs> yeah, like that. Staccato be... versus legato. Yes. Sorry. For music people. College professor terms. Yes. Well, good. Good job. <laughs> but, but, but again, what yes, would you you're think? Right, you're what right. would you think out of those two terms, staccato and legato, are describing those experiences? Staccato and legato. Legato sounds more feminine. Exactly. Yeah. Be- just uh, it's just an inherent kind of like thing within language as well. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we have a language that's constructed in a certain way. Like you know. Words like murder, like it has that er, 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 er sound yeah. to it, you know. It's very... And, and <laughs> I'll, I'll make an office reference. We call it murder and not muck duck. <laughs> you know, if we called it muck duck, like everyone would be like, "Ooh, that sounds fun." <laughs> yeah, that's you know? true. That's why you call it. So murder we call it now. murder. <laughs> you know, but I mean, language, sound, or song dance like it all and it's funny because we were just talking about this last night and mm-hmm. how it's all correlated together into an experience of consciousness a play of consciousness and the fact that they do these things these carry out these ceremonies all night they do it until yeah the sun comes they up. do it and yeah exactly all night and you have to keep up with it keep up with the rhythm and then not only that you also have to play the same it's not a time to show your individuality because typically these ceremonies are done in community and it's about the repetition it's about the resilience it's about coming together kind of creating like that hive mind coming from like one mindset right rather than um you know individual kind of perspectives just to show that you're what you're going through is not so different than what the other person next to you that you don't even know is also going through and experiencing too. Well, I mean, it makes sense <coughs> if you're partaking. Well, right. And it makes sense if you're partaking in something that has been grown together in its own community, mm-hmm. in its own environment, in its own natural place of being, you know, because we, in our industrialized culture, we have created a space so that we can grow bananas in places where bananas shouldn't be growing, you know? Or we can, you know, do things that are against nature or against the natural environment in order to, you know, have more convenience in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we need to take a, a step back spiritually and look at that and say okay well maybe instead it'd be better for me since i live in this area to eat things that come from just this area you know or to you know partake in the medicines the plant medicines that are from this area i will admit that i feel like i get a better like sense of a connection to marijuana than i do anything else and i think in large part because the marijuana we are smoking here in michigan is grown in michigan yeah yeah you know, like, oh i you know i've never made that like i've always, i've known that but i've never like really connected that right no you're right. you're absolutely right cuz there is a difference cuz when you're tapping into your local community i think you're more conscious and aware of like what is in your local community, even if you may not be a participant in that. Ooh, and 444 is what I said. Um, Well, because, like, when you master yourself and when you help yourself, you naturally help others. Um, 
because oftentimes we end up being of service near the end of it, near of helping ourselves. But sometimes help our being of service to ourselves is like the best thing that we can do with the moderation, of course. You know, we don't want to be on the borderline of selfish, but being of service to ourselves through love and whatnot. So, and peyote is like... <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> and peyote is, I think, some another form and another way of being able to look into that. Um mm-hmm to give you that form of self-love, to, to give you that vision <clears throat> that well, maybe you need to, to find the people in the community that you need at that time. Well, and, uh, and along the lines of community as well, and getting things from the natural <clears throat> area in which you live um, or the earth in which you walk uh, was the idea that peyote in its mescaline content can be different depending on where it's grown, the temperature mm-hmm. and environment that it went through. Even if it grew in the same exact spot, it could have had a different temperature the, uh, from year to year. And that would change your experience with it. And the person as well changes the experience. So you have to think about the fact that we... When we, when we partake in peyote, anybody who partakes in peyote mm-hmm. is going to have a completely unique experience nearly every single time, and every yeah. single person will have a unique experience <clears throat> from every single other person. Now, I will Just say... Just like any other psychedelic, but I think it and it's there, a little different with this from what we understand. And there are capabilities, you know, if you were to eat buttons from the same cluster, I'm sure you're going to have similar experiences because they're from right. the same cluster. Right, you know? right. But yeah, so they're all connected to each other. It's still them. like the mescaline content, from what I understand, is very wide ranging in in peyote. So like you can have very different trips. Yeah. Every time you take, and I must say I felt the same way when I've taken uh, mushrooms. You know, I I go mm-hmm. into it with different intentions sometimes, or if I use it with the intention of something but I'm not really being truthful about my true intentions and my true intentions are something else, Mm -hmm. then I, you know, don't really get exactly what I want out of it. And that is, I think, because the spirit knows. The spirit understands what you're really coming into it with, the energy you're... Because it only knows energy and vibration. Mm -hmm. It doesn't know, like, this sub-layer of, like consciousness that you've created for yourself you know like you have a subconsciousness that's like holding on to the stuff every single time you go into something and make a choice and i think peyote kind of in a way from what i understand about it it rips that apart and it kind of shows you like a different version of yourself or like a uh you know it's like a different perception. It's like you, you see a, you see the truth. I think right. more clear, clearer because it uh, opens you up to things that we aren't normally, like trained to see in our day to day lives. Mm-hmm. Like and so I think it allows us to like yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> it rips you open and it gives you a sense of uh, rebirth. So, for those of you who are unfamiliar with how to take peyote, peyote, literally, you just eat it. Yeah. Like, it, it is straight up, like, pick the mutton, like, maybe take the flour off of it. Well, but then, I like, think they cut into it. I think they boil it. 
Do they boil it? I remember in Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, they were, like, boiling it or something, or they, like... Hmm. I don't think they just straight up ate it. I I thought that you just, like, literally popped it and uh, ate it raw. I, I didn't know that you uh, you would boil it. I mean, I, don't, I think it, you could eat you, it. Like, wouldn't you, like, release Oh, the... they're dry. That's what it is. But they can also be soaked in water to make a tea. Oh, okay. See? So you can so, make a tea okay. out of it. Like, just like magic mushrooms, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I remember watching that episode of Hamilton when he was just wolfing that shit down, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, because like, the going. Shana was like, you gotta keep taking more. You gotta keep, keep taking, taking more. more. No, you need more, buddy. Yep. No, no, you need and, more. And peyote is one of those uh, psychedelics, too, where it does cause purging. So it could, you know, and I yeah. think I think any Poor psychedelic hands. has that potential. Um, LSD, I don't know what, I feel like it would be more of an emotional kind of purge than it would be a physical purge, but peyote, because it is such an earth based thing. Yeah, I was going to say they're earth based, root chakra based. Yeah, so there's going to be some physical reaction or response to it. And so this is one where it can cause you to throw up. And like, like many other shamans and many other psychedelics that psychedelics, <laughs> many other psychedelics do when you throw up, you're purging, you're getting rid of some sort of sickness or disease or illness or thought or energy in your body, some sort of toxin. Cause that's what throwing up is, is when us getting rid of something that our body is can't have or can't handle and it's not it's not good it's toxic to the body so the body needs to evacuate it very quickly and so especially when it comes through the throat I feel like that's like uh something an illness or a disease or sickness that has been rooted in the stomach like in our sacral and solar plexus area and so it has to do with like our truths our emotions our um create our way that like we create you know things of that nature but obviously like what you're thinking in your mind like it's all connected so it will cause you to like do those things if you are in need of a purge again like Dave was saying earlier because of the masculine levels being different every time and you know peyote is more of a wild kind of organic kind of I would say psychedelic compared to like maybe mushrooms. I feel like mushrooms, you can have a controlled environment Mm -hmm. with that, you know, unless it is out in the wild. But peyote typically is something that's out in the wild um, and even just grown like straight from the ground. And it's typically grown in like uh, Texas and Mexico and the southwest area. I'm telling Um, you, Hamilton ate that shit wrong. Stuff like that. I think he did. I think you're right. I think they did both because but I he do ate remember a lot they, of, he did And I think eat that was lot. the thing is like if you get them dried, then it's just like mushrooms. Like you mm-hmm. dry mushrooms and they become a ton more potent, you mm-hmm. know? So you would have to eat a ton more like fresh mushrooms, psychoactive mushrooms, in order to be able to get the same effect out of a flake, you know, a small amount of dried mushrooms. Yeah. Same thing I would imagine for peyote. So I'm sure that's why he had to eat, like, because I think you're, he ate, like, seven or he eight He ate a lot. Right? Yeah, he ate a lot. And I think, I think that's, like, what the shaman was telling him, like, you know, you had to get to this level in order to be able to get, like, the experience out of it. Yeah, know? so you have to keep eating it. You can't stop. And this guy. Because once you stop, then it, like, it makes it, makes it harder. This guy has been doing it forever. Over 20 years. Yeah. Well, originally, um, oh, man, I did not write his name down. Um, but originally the shaman had been 
practicing this like on the side but then his business burned down one day and then it became a thing where it now is his life um and this is his his service this is what he does for the world now and for other people and Dave is looking up the name thank you um <laughs> so it was really interesting to see like there really truly are people who are called to do these kinds of ceremonies to practice these things and you know, he was formally trained by another shaman of his, like, right in his own backyard where he had this rite of passage, and now he sets up teepees, and these peyote uh, ceremonies, too, are also always done in teepees <clears throat> to connect you to the ground. You're sitting on the ground, you have a fire in front of you, and there's drumming, and there's singing all night, and you are up all night with this medicine, and you're doing it again with community um, <clears throat> and a variety of men and women. I think even sometimes children, if I remember correctly. Oh, I think so, too. They would were talking do it, about, too. Well, this guy, I think he said he started doing it when he was, like, 16 or something <clears throat> like that. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, I can't freaking find his name. Anyway. <clears throat> um. <laughs> no, well, I was going to, uh. I was going to just... Steve, I can find it. I'm going to find it. What? I didn't mean it like that. It was just like... <laughs> um, so, there was this guy that was telling us, or, or had said in that uh, thing that we watched earlier about how peyote doesn't necessarily have, like, a specific, like, history that we know of. Yeah, it does, but it doesn't. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> you can trace it back so far... But then you can't really, like, figure out exactly, like, the origin of it. And they do have a myth, though. And I love how you wrote it down here because I gave okay, you crap about it. Because, yeah, because I was just trying to write fast, okay? Because they were going really fast and I needed to get all the inform as much information down as I could. So I didn't have to, like, constantly keep rewinding it. Right, right, right. <laughs> So, it's called The Myth of the Prego Woman. <laughs> yeah, that's how I wrote it down. Yeah, and, like, I, I accidentally wrote likely, it in all caps, too. Yes, it's, it's a myth of the Prego Woman. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they said pregnant woman. Oh, yes. They yeah. did, Dave. Was she lost no one in, says Prego. Was she lost in a forest or was she lost in the desert? I thought no. she was lost in the desert. Lost in a... Desert forest. It's, desert it's, forest? I wrote down forest, so. In <laughs> a desert forest. I want to see that now. That's amazing. Let's do it. Desert forest. Like trees made out of sand? Yeah. That sounds awesome. It can exist, Dave. Totally. Love it. Anyway, um, so she was lost somewhere, probably a, uh, a desert, I would imagine, but it says forest here, so we're going to go with desert forest. Oh, my forest. God. Watch. What if it is... Oh, a forest, Dave. So she had been out there for four days, and she had lost all of her resources. She had no food, she had no water. Mm -hmm. She mm -hmm. had no bearings. She didn't know what she was going to do. Baby was coming. Yeah, the baby was coming. She couldn't find her people. She was about to give birth, and she was worried about not being able to feed her, her baby, have enough milk to give her flow because she had been dehydrated. and Right. So she was looking for water, <clears throat> desperate for water, and then um, apparently she started hearing some singing mm -hmm. all around her. 
And the singing was telling her that water is all around her. Mm-hmm. And that all she has to do is eat this medicine and she'll be able to... To be able to not only just find her people, but then provide the medicine for... Or provide milk for her child and be able to give birth to her child The guy said milk a lot. He said milk a lot. He did. He, was he did. Very it was very. It was very specific on milk to the baby. Yes. I'm sure that was what the original myth was very fixated on. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, and so, the she asked where it was, and they said at your feet, and it was the peyote button. And, and she bit it off the ground like a deer would. That's that was odd when he said that. I was like, "Ooh, interesting." So like, like, she got down on all fours and like ate this thing like a deer. Yes, well, because she said that she had like learned that or observed that from how the deer had eaten eaten in the forest. Um, and like deer live in forests, Dave. They don't (laughs) live in deserts. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you, unless there's are there. I mean, like it's great. I'm just saying. I love it. I love it. It's so great. I just thought it was a desert because of how she was dehydrated and stuff. I don't but, know. Maybe and they, I thought they showed forest. her like walking in sand. But I, I wrote. Know. I don't know. I guess we'll have desert to like. Desert We will have to look it up. But I wrote down forest and deer. So that we don't need to make a sand. <laughs> well, because this this uh, peyote is not just found in Mexico, okay? It's also found in other parts of the world, and that's like part of the the complicated history of peyote is nobody really knows like where it like really originated, but we do have evidence of it going back beyond um, like four thousand BC time, and it being 4, commonly BC time. Well, I was just like trying to. <laughs> <laughs> think great. like what time what time frame so like beyond 4000 bc it's it's like has history beyond, beyond that Christ. yeah so and it, it has a lot of evidence it being using <clears throat> or being done in like shamanic ceremonies and gone dating back to like mayan ecuadorian peru <coughs> oh man my throat take a take a trip sip 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 <laughs> So, it has a lot of roots in a lot of indigenous cultures around the world. It's not just in Mexico, but there is, I think, more evidence or more of a history that we can, like, really see in Mexico and, like, the southwest, like, area of the world, which is just, again, so fascinating. And this is yet another plant, another plant medicine that is illegal, Oh, yeah. It's up there. And, like, it's pretty high up from what I remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think think it's mescaline, I think, is number one, I thought. Let's see. I couldn't remember, or I can't remember. Yeah, it's it's definitely higher up than it, like, needs to be. Unless you are, like... <clears throat> unless you're considered a Native American church or a Native American... Yeah, for religious purposes. Yes, for religious purposes, which I totally... And because of I that, don't think that's they're terrible. not supposed to give it to the white man. Typically, that was what they were taught. And, like, some people do still follow them and, like, abide that tradition, and some people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I mean, I would definitely be interested in it, for sure. Um... I don't know how I would take it. I would probably prefer the tea. 
I'm not sure if I would want to like. You might not be able to choose if we were. Oh you yeah, may not it's, be able to choose. It's a schedule Stephen. one controlled substance, yeah, but it's been granted one. to the Native American Church. It's, it is the toppity tippity top top. So it's just so interesting, like just. It's frustrating. <sighs> Collective sigh. It's frustrating <sighs> because, like, I do feel like these things should be kept in, they should be kept in indigenous cultures and indigenous tribes. And well, very, um, but then used in a very ceremonial and ritualistic way. And I feel like there's a calling in the collective to go beyond that and to kind of still have those roots in those cultures, have those roots in the ceremonies and in the rituals. Um, but I think there is, there is something to be said, like it does need to be, it does need to be sacred no matter what. And it's one of those things where it's kind of silly that another plant medicine is illegal. And we know exactly why it's illegal. It's because it, it causes you to see, like more of an earth consciousness perspective versus the industrial consciousness, which is a lot of what the, you know, the colonial. Not well, not to mention it's like the like drug that's probably drug, plant medicine. I'm sorry, that is most associated with Native American culture. Yes, that too. So, yes. I mean, so let's not I forget that. No. And that's why it's like it needs to be protected. It needs to be, but it does become one of those things where it is kind of. It's that's why it's frustrating because it's like it's just silly to me that people like the Native American like church had to even fight to even have it in the first place. Yeah. And they always well, have had it. Well, it wasn't what until the fuck? The, like the, that's why it, it's like so frustrating. Yeah, it wasn't until I think the nineties. That they repealed all that stuff. Yeah. Bill Clinton, pretty sure. I don't remember. Pretty sure. I would have to look that up too. Right. But regardless, it's just yet another example to show you another beautiful plant that this earth has created for us to have and to learn from and essentially, like essentially to learn from because what do they all have in common? They expand our consciousness yeah. and they are here to teach us. They heal us <clears throat> from too. the subconscious programming that keeps us in a constant state of comparison to our world and feeling this sense of self-consciousness mm -hmm. and fear about not having enough mm -hmm. and this constant <clears throat> state of self-doubt that you're worthy of all the dreams and all the beautiful things that you would want to experience in your life. And if you can free yourself of that, then you can create your own reality and you don't necessarily need to play their game anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I definitely understand why these things have been kept. I mean, what I was going to say, though, is I understand, like... In these the, have been it, always kept secret. I, yeah. They've always been kept secret. Like, there's been this... Uh, secrecy and mystery behind these experiences for a long time mm -hmm. and even <clears throat> back in in the indigenous time there were the you know rituals and the rites of you know certain people if you wanted to you know use these medicines and become a shaman or you know go through a rite of passage of healing yourself trauma and all these things you would have to 
basically go through a rite of passage where you take the medicine and you go through like a labyrinth or you go through like <clears throat> a ritual or, or yeah you know something like that yeah they've found like caves and other you know um structures and ceremonial circles that create these experiences at night mm -hmm. for people to have a sensory you know shift in their consciousness that synesthesia synesthesia yeah for sure well, yeah, because it's like sound reacts differently in the dark space that right. has like uh, see what you're made of, you know. Hallways. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna be a shaman, if you're gonna go into this, you know, work, you're gonna have to, you know, confront your own traumas and your own, you know, uh, inner shadows that are holding you back from all that you could be. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like that is something that's very still true today and it's always going to be true you know these are tools that the earth has given to us i mean why else would they react in the way that they react to us i mean the earth doesn't have to make these things our bodies don't have to have the particular receptors in the brain that are just literally like made for these chemicals i mean they wouldn't like, speak to us either if they didn't want us that's to what take I, them. yeah and that's what i'm saying like i've had plenty of experiences with these plant medicines where i have had massive conversations with spirit and then other times where i've taken almost similar amounts and barely anything happens mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. other than maybe just a prolonged sense of like uh, you know frustration because it didn't go the way that you wanted it to go, you know? Um, and, and that'll, you know, be prevalent in your experience as well if you let it be, you know? That's, I think, the whole point is you can choose your own experience. Mm -hmm. And most of us choose to believe a story that's not entirely true and not actually really true at all. Yeah. Um, and actually, and with all reality, the opposite is true, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, when you really get down to it. So, which is why these medicines are so great because they, they help us see all those things. Right. With like the, the true reality, the true story, the, the real you, the, the whole you, not that you couldn't see it before, but maybe it can show you. That's, again, it's a medicine, right? So there's mm -hmm. a healing element that's going to happen with taking these things. I mean, yeah. I even think that the experience of being so connected to a, a source consciousness, infinite type being, where you're seeing, you know, just kaleidoscopes of color and, and experience... Um, I mean that I feel like is prevalent like in these patterns of yeah like, of like what um, we're wearing uh, yeah of like I even have know, similar patterns in my pants yeah because we're wearing like these sort of Same southwest like Indian inspired you know yeah Indian culture inspired Native American culture inspired like pants and um, shirts stuff so it's it's yeah. interesting to to think that you know so much of our <laughs> culture and development of consciousness has been attributed to peyote and other psychedelic substances and yet for most of my life up until the recent few years i operated under a very different story mm -hmm. and i think 
a lot of people operate under that same false narrative that these things are, you know, should be demonized. Only people that should be, you know, they're bad you know, for you. bad, you know, take them, you know, that kind of thing. They They're unworthy crazy. of any anything that's good for them, you know. Um, they make bad choices, you know, all those types of things. They're not good people. Yeah. yeah. So, but when you really look at it and it's you terrible. really pull back and you, you see that, like, religion and culture and the development of consciousness and the exploration of consciousness and spirituality at every level has been touched by psychedelics, like, really like mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. freaking santa claus fucking santa claus yeah has been inspired by psychedelics i don't think there has there's nothing in everything in this world has been inspired by psychedelics and look it's 444 so it's just so interesting so, to yes, me i think everything like there's a lot of root in everything that we are where we are yeah and i think it's just we're in a great time, I feel. Like, it truly is a good time to be alive when it comes to psychedelics. One of the, the folklores or another myth that has come up pretty frequently, um, and I've heard this myth, you know, beyond psychedelics, too. I heard it the first time when I was putting together, and I was a part of a team that was putting together this symposium called Generational Wake Up, where it was essentially calling the youth to reconnect to earth consciousness because with the way that we're going with our technological and industrial consumption and overuse and bad choices we're essentially like destroying our planet and it's getting worse and worse every year and so this was a symposium to like raise that awareness but there was this myth where they talked about the uh the eagle and the condor the con condor Condor. The con the eagle represented the north and the western and the industrial way of society. What? I'm oh, sorry. It's so, like my brain. Oh, okay. just like <laughs> my brain is just immediately it was like eagle and condor. <laughs> like so cheap. Yeah, like, like 80s it's like, like a fucking. Like a... They fly together through the sky like twelve. Yeah. <laughs> wow that's great um yes i apologize (laughs) well that one would dominate the sky for some time and that was the eagle and that the the condor represented the south and it represented the roots and the indigenous people and it represented the earth and the earth consciousness and the way of living life through and with harmony harmony with mother earth and that there's this uh prophecy that one day they would again fly together because for a while the the condor was the the ruler of the sky then the eagle took over but then there's that a prophecy again where they're both going to fly together um and that there was going to be a rise in shamanic practices getting back in touch with the earth like you know changing up the way how we would see exercise like instead of going to the gym where we're taking a walk outside instead or going for a hike you know, we're, we're doing more activities and involve the earth. We're learning more practices about awakening and, like, getting in touch with our spirituality, working with plant medicines. Like, so it is happening. Like, it is happening right now. And I think, obviously, clearly, like, we're both advocates of it. So we're part of this, this rise in this movement. And I think anybody who's listening is also a part of it, too. Um, Absolutely. 
And that's what we're, we're headed towards. And that's, I think, what is needed. And I think the other thing that I thought was really interesting about what they were saying about just psychedelics in general is like why they show up, the earth is, the earth is creating these things for us in order to like get us to see that if we continue to kind of go this path of being too industrial and overconsumption and not being connected to the earth, that we were going to really put ourselves in a really bad situation. So it was like a way of like protection. It's a way of like self-preservation. It's a way of like teaching us and giving us the awareness that we need. Because these, again, even though they were held in secrecy, I felt like the idea and the concept of it and just the overall connection to Earth was very different than what it is now. And I think it was more acceptable then. Oh, no. I, I mean, I am just very excited at the idea that we are living in a time where a lot of these... Um, tools, I'll say, are being utilized much more in the correct way. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like even in the 60s, even though the the 60s were a great time of expansion uh, for psychedelics, uh, where people were utilizing them to break down a lot of very rigid societal structures and and you know walls um that gave rise to a lot more freedom in the 70s 80s and decades to come Mm -hmm. um however i feel as though in the 60s it was largely utilized for partying and recreational use whereas now i feel like there's a second wave coming through but that wave is a bit more um, intentional in that we want to use these the right way mm-hmm. and use these to heal ourselves. Yes. You know, um, to work with the, to work with these plants versus abuse them to like really allow them to speak. Right. And I think in ways I, every single time I smoke marijuana at the, you know, very least, mm-hmm. I feel as though I gain some kind of insight, some kind of knowledge, some new thought comes to my mind that hadn't occurred to me before. Me too. And so in that way, I feel as though I am getting a great blessing out of the sacrament. And we, being intentional as we are about it, um, I feel like we get even more expanded thoughts that come to us. Um, We've been doing this intentional um, prayer over our um, bowls and blunts and joints, joints and, and whatever bowls and um, for quite some time <laughs> and now. Bang. Oh, I should make bang again. Bang. The, the bang drink, the marijuana bang. drink. I just like how you say that. Bang. Song. Well, that's bang. how it's supposed to say it, I bang. think. Bang. 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 It's basically um, bang, a, bang, a, bang, a, bang. <laughs> it's a it's a drink in. Thailand that they would drink that would essentially be like ganja juice um and it would have like cardamom and rose and a couple other I think a couple other things in it and you would drink it typically um during holidays or festivals or it would just be like held with like the um I don't know if they're called um monks but the the higher ups like the the more 
You know, the higher up people. Yes. The corporate dudes. The CFOs, <laughs> it wasn't something that the, the all CEOs, the common folk drank unless it was CCDs, during the festivals and uh, DVDs, holidays to, is what it basically is. The DVRs. I have to redo my, my research with that. <laughs> <laughs> to redo, yeah. I just redo my research, teacher. Yeah, I have to to refresh my memory with yeah. that. But anyway, I'll take my footnotes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, peyote. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> peyote. What about that? <laughs> yeah. Um. So I don't know. Like, uh, I feel like we definitely got a lot of different things said about peyote i'm definitely interested in trying it for sure i really feel um a very i don't want to say like a close connection it's not like the similar kind of connection that i felt with bufo farius um but i do have I you just like it, the idea of milking animals no i don't like the idea of milking animals I don't know what it is, honestly. I think that I can't put my finger on it. There's there is something about it though that I'm like really intrigued by, but this is mo- a more masculine, uh, psychedelic, technically. Yeah, they, I, that was interesting to find out that they consider peyote to be more masculine, and you know, compared to something like ayahuasca, which is very feminine. Yes, and marijuana is even, and cannabis is very feminine. I would say too, yeah. and I think mushrooms have a very similar I you know I think a lot of people associate mushrooms to be masculine but I've always kind of seen them to be both masculine and feminine I mean they do look like, like non-binary penises. they do look like I'm penises though so that's why I do feel like they're a little bit more masculine but However, they do have feminine qualities so, yeah, some of them do look like more of a feminine part yeah, some yeah, some mushrooms do look to, like the yoni. Yeah, yoni. We're gonna say it. Yeah, yoni. <laughs> if we can't like, why why can't I say why can I say fuck and <laughs> bitch, but I can't say yoni. I didn't say you couldn't say yoni. No, but I mean like just like think about it. Like in our culture, in our society, it's more acceptable to say those words than to hear say yoni, yoni or vagina or ovaries or fallopian about. tubes. Swear to God, I think you could say that easily on TV or the television. Pussy. No one would know what you were talking about. Like even on the radio. Um, even anyway. on the radio. <laughs> yeah, like, like even the, the radio. Like they won't. They'll, they'll say bitch, but they won't say pussy in a song, and it's, it's just like. It's kind of weird. Well, it's, it's the whole radio again, situation. It's, is a little messed up. it's the whole concept of the media, just like. Trying to, to peyote. Yes, but I'm going. I'm getting back to it. Trust me. It's just the idea we're, of we're like the media to try to control <clears throat> what we're thinking, um, how we should see things, and what's acceptable, what's you know taboo, what isn't taboo. When these things are just like a part of just life, you know. Honestly, at the end of the day, that's right. Pussy is just a part of life. <laughs> it truly is. <laughs> Especially as you, if you're a woman, like it just is, and like that divine feminine, it is a part of life. It's how you got here, baby. It's like you came. It's through. how you got here, baby. It's you came through, it's Yanni. How everybody got here, right? <laughs> you know, so, that and is I kind feel like fun. peyote is uh, one of those other things. Again, that's why it's so illegal. That's why it's considered substance one because it is again something that does make you see beyond what I think the the mass that aren't for the people want yes. you to see. Yes, absolutely. Well, and I also 
personally, I, again, I would I would love to do peyote just in the right setting and circumstance, and most likely from people that I know and trust. Um, yeah, I want to go to like a trusted shaman. Right, um, but it would have to be go there an experience, go and, like, you know, yourself. like yeah, not just some casual, like oh, cat sneeze. What's you, Bubby? Oh, we got more. You you have that face like maybe thinking about it no he's good all right so just like the right environment the right intentions the right experience you know i feel it would be a very uh uh-oh threatening the weather's changing so (laughs) it's been a while since we've had a cat interruption actually it's just like me that's yeah it's because we've been more intentional i think Mm. I think that's really what it is. Or just picking our time more, you know, to our favor. That's true. That because yeah. they're sleepy kitties. They are. Yeah, we've learned their at cycles. At this time of day. <laughs> so. Oh yes. Um, I also wanted to say too that I have a little cacti on the table here today. It's a cacti. It's, you know, it does not look like a peyote. Oh no. Um, at all. That would be cool. It looks like big old green beans. It does look like green beans. Yeah, I think it needs to be repotted. And it's, like, shedding itself, I believe. Yeah, it's shedding, shedding something. Um, I'm not entirely sure what it's doing. It's doing a weird thing, man. Yeah. It is kind of, like, slowly undressing itself. It is kind of slowly undressing itself. So it it feels like it's growing, though, too, because, like, these yeah. look like new leaves. Exactly. So that's why it's just, it's really interesting. But interesting. I also have a little Maybe. rock in here from Machu Picchu from uh, Peru, which is another place that peyote has been practiced and um, done in here with the cat eye. So I think that's pretty cool to help us connect with that. Right those on. roots and help us connect with that ancestry. You always do a good job with the <clears throat> the show altars, putting the the right appropriate stuff together here. Well, because I really want to embody it as much as we can, especially because we don't have the experience with it yet beyond like watching and reading about it. That's true. We need more to connect us to the energy. So these are, I try to think of things, so I have a cat tie, I have... What is this? Uh, that's a desert rose. Desert rose? It's the name of the stone, yes. It's, it's, it makes me think of tumbleweed. It is, like, really cool. It's basically uh, gypsum, which is, like, what cellulite is made of, so it's essentially, like, salt. Um, <clears throat> it's, like, a big salt formation. Um, and then I have serpentine on here because peyote is also described to be what opens up the kundalini energy which is described to be a coiled snake that lives and exists in the bottom of your root chakra and as it rises it hits your crown chakra hence where a lot of headdresses have come from the the concept of the headdresses have come from the fact that your kundalini has been awoken and these are like the colors and the things that are coming out of the coming out of your your crown chakra um so it's like a symbol of like an awakening, a symbol of like being in your power, a symbol of being in your authenticity and leadership too. So I also do have like a coiled snake here on the table, um, a coiled snake skin with a little hive piece that I found outside with a turkey feather because I felt like I wanted something a little bit more ancestral when it came to like a type of feather because... I didn't have, I have a drum kit, I just don't have the <coughs> supplies to continue making the drum, 
and I've been waiting for it to be like an outside process, not a, like a in my basement process. So I wanted to include that, and then we have a sunstone to represent the sun, that masculine energy, the enchanted forest to represent that that deep earth energy, and I have the Leo full moon one, and I feel like that one wanted to come out. The mantra is I am sensual and bold. I feel like that one wanted to come out because it was about really embracing like your wild side. And I feel like peyote is a very wild kind of psychedelic. And it's a very yeah. rare cactus. We were talking about that. How like, you know, we have just kind of disconnected ourselves, domesticated ourselves from, uh, you know, the wild mm-hmm. experience. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, having a bit more connection to nature and your your wild side you know i feel like is an important thing to balance in your life you know not like go full-on werewolf but like yeah you know which is another thing i thought was cool you're talking about oh like, that peyote was the reason for shape-shifting and yeah. for flying and for like um, magical powers magical and shit powers and which is being able to rooms. see illnesses within other people people in <clears> india <throat> find on magic carpets and shit yep Yep. For show. Exactly. And a lot of it has been dated back to, like, things like peyote. Peyote, um, baby. Yeah. So, I think it just goes to show you, like, Making these... Making you fly on a magic carpet. <laughs> why these things should be um, kept sacred and be learned about and be, not, and be something that isn't so... At this point in time, everybody is knowing and learning about it, so I think it's time that I feel like the plant is being asked to to go beyond what it used to be. It does feel like it is reaching out people. Like, I feel like anybody yeah. who wants to talk about peyote, that is the medicine speaking through them in in essence, right? Right. I mean, it's a, it's a tool like any other psychedelic to break down the barriers of your own individual ego and identity to connect to a the sense of being one with you know everything you mm-hmm. know to return to that aware source awareness god that we all are and with that we can change our waking perspective little by little to the point where we no longer believe the story that is being told by our ego to us all the time or the, the subconscious programming that we've indoctrinated ourselves into since we were, you know, little kids. Because, you know, it's, it's largely said that lots of the way in which you communicate with the outside world is locked in by the time you're like, what, like seven or nine or something like yeah, that? Yeah. So it's like... It's uh, very young. It's yeah. You have you're very young when you learn how to react with the world and interact with the world. And if you think back to, like that time in your life, like there might be some things that happened to you that you st- are still with you. You know, mm-hmm. um, to this and day. And peyote helps you get in touch with your body again. Like as we were talking about, sometimes it can cause you to purge. But by getting back in touch with your body you get back and t- you back in touch with those like experiences and you can reroute them and rewrite them exactly it's a beautiful medicine and i'm very happy that we got a chance to talk about it so yes. next week we're gonna have another episode come out we haven't decided the psychedelic we have yet another we're episode see. 
We're gonna, yeah. Of Higher Consciousness, all new episode. All new, all new, new. Uh, so we'll see what plant medicine calls to us between now and next Thursday at 8 p.m. Yes. And also, if you aren't following us on Insta, please do so. It's at higher underscore consciousness underscore talk. And that you can find our website too at higher dash consciousness dash talk dot com. Dot com. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. We are actually like. On time, and I am so happy. Look at that, baby. So happy. You're so happy that we're this on time. This is amazing. Time. We're actually technically like a little early. I don't care. As long as, <laughs> I don't care. As long as we, as long as we end time. it before <laughs> it hits an hour, that's all I care about. Okay, cause... well, let's get moving along. What are you doing? You're stalling. Let's go. <laughs> Just kidding. All, all right, right guys. Thank, Thank you, you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. All right, all right. bye-bye. Bye. See you there. Bye-bye. Listen to more Higher Consciousness every Thursday on Spotify at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.